Section 7 of The Girl with the Golden Eyes This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen The Girl with the Golden Eyes by Honoré de Balzac Translated by Ellen Marriage Section 7 for the next and succeeding day henri disappeared and no one knew what had become of him his power only belonged to him under certain conditions and happily for him during those two days he was a private soldier in the service of the demon to whom he owed his talismanic existence but at the appointed time in the evening he was waiting and he had not long to wait for the carriage the mulatto approached henri in order to repeat to him in french a phrase which he seemed to have learned by heart if you wish to come she told me you must consent to have your eyes bandaged and Cristemio produced a white silk handkerchief. No, said Henri, whose omnipotence revolted suddenly. He tried to leap in. The mulatto made a sign, and the carriage drove off. Yes, cried de Marsay, furious at the thought of losing a piece of good fortune which had been promised him. He saw, moreover, the impossibility of making terms with a slave whose obedience was as blind as the hangman's, nor was it this passive instrument upon whom his anger could fall. The mulatto whistled, the carriage returned, Henri got in hastily already a few curious onlookers had assembled like sheep on the boulevard henri was strong he tried to play the mulatto when the carriage started at a gallop he seized his hands in order to master him and retain by subduing his attendant the possession of his faculties so that he might know whither he was going. It was a vain attempt. The eyes of the mulatto flashed from the darkness. The fellow uttered a cry which his fury stifled in his throat, released himself, threw back de Marsay with a hand like iron, and nailed him, so to speak, to the bottom of the carriage. Then, with his free hand, he drew a triangular dagger and whistled. The coachman heard the whistle and stopped. Henri was unarmed. He was forced to yield. He moved his head towards the handkerchief. The gesture of submission calmed Cristemio, and he bound his eyes with a respect and care which manifested a sort of veneration for the person of the man whom his idol loved. But before taking this course, 
he had placed his dagger distrustfully in his side pocket and buttoned himself up to the chin that nigger would have killed me said de marsay to himself once more the carriage moved on rapidly there was one resource still open to a young man who knew paris as well as henri to know whither he was going he had but to collect himself and count by the number of gutters crossed the streets leading from the boulevards by which the carriage passed so long as it continued straight along he could thus discover into which lateral street it would turn either towards the seine or towards the heights of montmartre and guess the name or position of the street in which his guide should bring him to a halt but the violent emotion which his struggle had caused him the rage into which his compromised dignity had thrown him the ideas of vengeance to which he abandoned himself the suppositions suggested to him by the circumstantial care which this girl had taken in order to bring him to her all hindered him from the attention which the blind have necessary for the concentration of his intelligence and the perfect lucidity of his recollection the journey lasted half an hour when the carriage stopped it was no longer on the street the mulatto and the coachman took henri in their arms lifted him out and putting him into a sort of litter conveyed him across a garden he could smell its flowers and the perfume peculiar to trees and grass the silence which reigned there was so profound that he could distinguish the noise made by the drops of water falling from the moist leaves the two men took him to a staircase set him on his feet led him by his hands through several apartments and left him in a room whose atmosphere was perfumed and the thick carpet of which he could feel beneath his feet a woman's hand pushed him on to a divan and untied the handkerchief for him henri saw paquita before him but paquita in all her womanly and voluptuous glory the section of the boudoir in which henri found himself described a circular line softly gracious which was faced opposite by the other perfectly square half in the midst of which a chimney-piece shone of gold and white marble he had entered by a door on one side hidden by a rich tapestried screen opposite which was a window the semicircular portion was adorned with a real turkish divan that is to say a mattress thrown on the ground but a mattress as broad as a bed 
a divan fifty feet in circumference made of white cashmere relieved by bows of black and scarlet silk arranged in panels the top of this huge bed was raised several inches by numerous cushions which further enriched it by their tasteful comfort the boudoir was lined with some red stuff over which an indian muslin was stretched fluted after the fashion of corinthian columns in plaits going in and out and bound at the top and bottom by bands of poppy-coloured stuff on which were designs in black arabesque below the muslin the poppy turned to rose that amorous colour which was matched by the window curtains which were of indian muslin lined with rose-coloured taffeta and set off with a fringe of poppy-colour and black six silver-gilt arms each supporting two candles were attached to the tapestry at an equal distance to illuminate the divan the ceiling from the middle of which a lustre of unpolished silver hung was of a brilliant whiteness and the cornice was gilded the carpet was like an oriental shawl it had the designs and recalled the poetry of persia where the hands of slaves had worked on it the furniture was covered in white cashmere relieved by black and poppy-coloured ornaments the clock the candelabra all were in white marble and gold the only table there had a cloth of cashmere elegant flower-pots held roses of every kind flowers white or red in fine the least detail seemed to have been the object of loving thought never had richness hidden itself more coquettishly to become elegance to express grace to inspire pleasure everything there would have warmed the coldest of beings the caresses of the tapestry of which the colour changed according to the direction of one's gaze becoming either all white or all rose harmonised with the effects of the light shed upon the diaphanous tissues of the muslin which produced an appearance of mistiness the soul has i know not what attraction towards white love delights in red and the passions are flattered by gold which has the power of realising their caprices thus all that man possesses within him of vague and mysterious all his inexplicable affinities were caressed in their involuntary sympathies there was in this perfect harmony a concert of colour to which the soul responded with vague and voluptuous and fluctuating ideas it was out of a misty atmosphere 
laden with exquisite perfumes that paquita clad in a white wrapper her feet bare orange blossoms in her black hair appeared to henri knelt before him adoring him as the god of this temple whither he had deigned to come although de marsay was accustomed to seeing the utmost efforts of parisian luxury he was surprised at the aspect of this shell like that from which venus rose out of the sea whether from an effect of contrast between the darkness from which he issued and the light which bathed his soul whether from a comparison which he swiftly made between this scene and that of their first interview he experienced one of those delicate sensations which true poetry gives perceiving in the midst of this retreat which had been opened to him as by a fairy's magic wand the masterpiece of creation this girl whose warmly coloured tints whose soft skin soft but slightly gilded by the shadows by i know not what vaporous effusion of love gleamed as though it reflected the rays of colour and light his anger his desire for vengeance his wounded vanity all were lost like an eagle darting on his prey he took her utterly to him set her on his knees and felt with an indescribable intoxication the voluptuous pressure of this girl whose richly developed beauties softly enveloped him come to me paquita he said in a low voice speak speak without fear she said this retreat was built for love no sound can escape from it so greatly was it desired to guard avariciously the accents and music of the beloved voice however loud should be the cries they would not be heard without these walls a person might be murdered and his moans would be as vain as if he were in the midst of the great desert who has understood jealousy and its needs so well never question me as to that she answered untying with a gesture of wonderful sweetness the young man's scarf doubtless in order the better to behold his neck yes there is the neck i love so well she said wouldst thou please me this interrogation rendered by the accent almost lascivious drew de marsay from the reverie in which he had been plunged by paquita's authoritative refusal to allow him any research 
as to the unknown being who hovered like a shadow about them and if i wished to know who reigns here paquita looked at him trembling it is not i then he said rising and freeing himself from the girl whose head fell backwards where i am i would be alone strike strike said the poor slave a prey to terror for what do you take me then will you answer paquita got up gently her eyes full of tears took a poniard from one of the two ebony pieces of furniture and presented it to henri with a gesture of submission which would have moved a tiger give me a feast such as men give when they love she said and whilst i sleep slay me for i know not how to answer thee hearken i am bound like some poor beast to a stake i am amazed that i have been able to throw a bridge over the abyss which divides us intoxicate me then kill me ah no no she cried joining her hands do not kill me i love life life is fair to me if i am a slave i am a queen too i could beguile you with words tell you that i love you alone prove it to you profit by my momentary empire to say to you take me as one tastes the perfume of a flower when one passes it in a king's garden then after having used the cunning eloquence of woman and soared on the wings of pleasure after having quenched my thirst i could have you cast into a pit where none could find you which has been made to gratify vengeance without having to fear that of the law a pit full of lime which would kindle and consume you until no particle of you were left you would stay in my heart mine for ever henri looked at the girl without trembling and this fearless gaze filled her with joy no i shall not do it you have fallen into no trap here but upon the heart of a woman who adores you and it is i who will be cast into the pit all this appears to me prodigiously strange said de marsay considering her but you seem to me a good girl a strange nature you are upon my word of honour a living riddle the answer to which is very difficult to find paquita understood nothing of what the young man said she looked at him gently opening wide eyes which could never be stupid 
so much was pleasure written in them come then my love she said returning to her first idea wouldst thou please me i would do all that thou wouldst and even that thou wouldst not answered de marsay with a laugh he had recovered his foppish ease as he took the resolve to let himself go to the climax of his good fortune looking neither before nor after perhaps he counted moreover on his power and his capacity of a man used to adventures to dominate this girl a few hours later and learn all her secrets well said she let me arrange you as i would like paquita went joyously and took from one of the two chests a robe of red velvet in which she dressed de marsay then adorned his head with a woman's bonnet and wrapped a shawl round him abandoning herself to these follies with a child's innocence she laughed a convulsive laugh and resembled some bird flapping its wings but he saw nothing beyond end of section 7 recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey